Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt, along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Glad to have you back. Before we get started, I want to encourage you guys to subscribe to our channel. No matter what device you're using, please click the button and subscribe. Also, we would love for you to leave us a great review. When you do this, we're able to spread our positive message. Yes, we need your help to do that. Now, back to the matter at hand. We've been highlighting our mindfulness segment of our new you podcast. That is, of course, that's why you're listening. Yay! We are not done just yet. Please listen as we have pulled together great tidbits of the last four shows of this wonderful segment. Enjoy. Highlight from episode 18. I will say words that strengthen me. Earlier this week, I had a conversation with my mom. She's been learning about the power of the tongue. She discussed how life and death reside in what we speak to ourselves and one another. I will admit that it can be difficult to speak good things to ourselves. It's hard, especially when there's chaos around us. Sometimes it's hard to go to scriptures or seek God's face when our emotions or circumstances bombard us. It's just the reality. As I say this, I want to echo that you're not alone in this experience, whether thinking or being. We all have those moments where we are wrestling in this manner. But just to reveal how common we are, I would like to ask you some questions. Here we go. Have you ever felt that you cannot make it or that you were about to lose it all? Or on those good days, have you ever stated that God is healing you? Or have you noticed that despite what is going on, God is not dependent on mortal man? You may be wondering, Kimmer, why all the questions? I do got a point. These questions come from music lyrics. The first question of, have you ever thought that you are not good enough? Laura Daigle sings about this in her song, You Say. In the song, 
she expresses those crazy thoughts that wander in our mind. But she acknowledges that she doesn't feel good enough or loved, weak even, and sometimes just falling short all the time. Despite all those feelings, despite all those things going on in her mind, she pleads to God to be reminded of who she is in him. She sings about finding her worth despite her emotions. The second question, have you ever felt that you cannot make it or that you were about to lose everything? Well, somebody else has been there and sung about it. That is Marvin Sapp. He sings in his song, Never Could Have Made It. In the song, he too acknowledges those crazy thoughts and experiences. But throughout the song, he also knows that it is God who brought him through it all. That those bad situations actually made him stronger. You are a stronger person because of the situations and the circumstances that you endured, but you came out. What about my question of God not being dependent on mortal man? In William McDowell's song, You Are God Alone, God is so big that he is not created by us. Thank you very much. He is not limited by who we are. He is not confined by our restrictions. That means despite how others treat us or our conditions, God goes beyond what we can hope for or imagine. Thank you, William, for highlighting something good. In music, we have all these great reminders for expressing the power of life. Anyways, I love me some music. Music tells a story and it sounds good at the same time. Get your boot a little bit. These lyrics, you hear people fight through their insecurities, challenges, fatigue, and everything else. But They always come out on the end because they held on to God. Highlight from episode 20, real talk about isolation, grief recovery. Beverly, welcome to the show. I wanted to start with the most common question is what are some of the things that you've seen people discuss and talk about as they try to manage what's been going on? Well, okay, that's a really good question. So the tendency is for anybody, though, in all honesty, is to worry. I think that very few of us have been untouched by this. So probably the number one 
or the top things that people are going through are anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And then I think that you mentioned it too, grief. Yeah. People are losing their jobs. Right. Or they're losing family members to this disease. They have people that are stuck in nursing homes and they're not allowed to go see them. Or people go into the hospital and we can't have the normal way of connecting by going and visiting. It's a very challenging time for everyone, I think, in one manner or another. Let's go with the grief perspective. I remember I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and I was saying, because of losing jobs and losing your way of life, that that's a form of grief. Absolutely. Yeah, and the person responded, well, how is that grief? So can you describe what is grief? Yes. Thank you for asking that question because, honestly, we're all experiencing moderate to high levels of stress and loss. And we're not even past. We're in the midst of some stressful situations. These things are coming out of the blue. Some of us have lost family members and so forth. So traumatic grief, and it's a time of confusion. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross described grief with five different stages. They're in no particular order, and they don't have to happen in any order. One is denial. That's like shock or numbness. How can this be happening? We're stunned. We kind of feel nothing. But This shock, this almost frozen feeling like, I don't know what to feel. I can't cry. I can't think. I'm just shocked. How could Mm -hmm. this have happened to me? How could this have happened to a family member or whatever? There's the feeling of anger. And anger is definitely a secondary emotion to pain or hurt. We just kind of get mad. Sometimes we get mad at God which I find very common is just this, why me? Why, why are we going through this? This is stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose everything. This is very scary. So anger comes out of fear as well. Then there's bargaining. The bargaining stage often is this, I'm replaying and replaying and replaying over and over again events that happened and how could the confusion of and trying to work through How could this have happened? And who's to blame? And then there's depression, this feeling of hopelessness and helplessness and worthlessness that come along with the trauma in our lives. And that all gets mixed together. We can come back around each one of those, but working through that, the whole point of grief is you can't avoid it. You have to work through it. And the goal is to get to a point of acceptance. This is my new normal. I can be happy again. I'm going to be okay. So connecting with other people, even if it's just through Zoom or some other FaceTime or some other platform where we can see each other and hear each other, or standing 10 feet away or six feet away from a friend and having a conversation even though you can't touch, But being in proximity to each other is really key. I think we need each other. Having other people say, me too, and this Mm -hmm. is what helped me, has been probably one of the greatest helps there. And the God of peace, which transcends all understanding. 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Therefore, think about these things, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is admirable, whatever is praiseworthy. Think about these things. One of the things that first caught my attention was, hey, don't worry is a command. (laughs) So it's possible to not worry. How do I do that? Pray with thanksgiving and make your requests known to God. God knows and God cares. And that gave me great encouragement. And literally over time, and as I practiced that, the peace of God that transcends all understanding took over. Highlight from episode 22, Real Talk About Isolation, part two. Mindfulness. For those who didn't listen last week, please, Bev, let people know a little bit of who you are. Okay. Last time I forgot to mention that I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas, and I'm also a licensed chemical dependence counselor, and I'm a candidate for CSAT, so I help people with sexual addiction and porn addiction and things like that as well. And of course, I am very interested in helping people with their grief and loss issue Mm -hmm. and their depression and their anxiety. I studied out with post-traumatic stress disorder during my master's because that was me. I'm in recovery for PTSD. Sure. And I want to try to flush out a little bit more is how do we apply these things to that anger, anxiety, and depression? Okay, so anger emotions, we don't need to judge them. They just are. They're neither good nor bad. They're given to us by God to prompt us to think. And actually, I believe to turn to him for the answers. Mm -hmm. And so rather than just sitting in the anger, we need to, well, where's this coming from? What's making me feel angry? And trying to find that root of, well, what are my greatest fears? And what do I feel is attacking me that makes me want to fight back. So anger, anxiety is that freeze mode. The depression is the flight. I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to isolate and feel very sad. And I don't have any answers. Hmm. And Turning our minds off of by doing things like watching a lot of TV or movies and so forth. And some people are going back to their porn addictions. They're getting wrapped up again in masturbation and connecting with people through online porn sites. We're just shutting down emotion is what I would say. So So can you give us some things that we can do to fight that big bully? Okay. Yeah. Yes. One, again, normalize this. You are not alone. You're not the only one that is going through this. We need to reach out. I think about the importance of learning to practice mindfulness. So I've got a lot of feelings. Again, with mindfulness, I'm not going to judge the feeling as good or bad. They just are. They're trying to get my attention for a reason. And so what I need to do is first of all, I think, take a deep breath. You can do the four square. You can think about that. Four counts in to breathe. And then hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. 
And maybe the four count isn't quite right for you. It could be a three count. It could be a five count. But as you're doing that, you can even be praying. Thank you, God, as you breathe in for the air that we have. Thank you that you are in control. And as we breathe out, I'm letting go of my worries and my concerns. I'm giving them to you. And kind of working through things that way can be helpful. And I wanted to add moving. Yes. And I like that you brought this up. A 30-minute walk a day or two 15-minute walks in a day, every day of the week, are every bit as beneficial as taking an antidepressant pill. But that consistency, and again, as you're walking, what are you thinking about? Are you noticing the beautiful outdoors surroundings? People have noticed a reduction in the feelings of anxiety and depression. Movement is important. I like to share the six F words. And Go for it. So the beginning is focus and giving ourselves permission to take time to focus on the things that we need for self-care or that we need to help others around us as well. Because a lot of the stuff we listen to produces anxiety and depression are not truth, they're lies, they're perceptions and faulty thinking, cognitive distortions, if you will. Then there's fellowship. And that is, I need connection with people that are going to help bring me up too. And there are lots of resources out there for that. There's fitness, which we just talked about. There's fun, making sure that you have time for fun. Oh, food. Food affects mood. Make sure that you're eating fresh fruits and vegetables. And if you're having protein, that it's good and clean protein because sugar also impacts our immune system in a negative way. So those are sort of the broad picture of what can I focus on? Again, faith, fellowship, fitness, food, oh, family, fun. (laughs) It's really important that we make sure that we're getting these needs met on a daily basis. Highlight from episode 24, dealing with isolation, tools and tips. Have you ever encountered a person who attempts to speak for you? When it happens the first time, you may shove it off your shoulders. You might even think to yourself, well, that wasn't too intrusive. But then it happens over and over and over again. What do you do? I know someone like this person. At times, I can be this person. I will tell you why. Did I ever tell you that I'm an engineer? Yes, I'm an IT engineer. I love figuring things out. At some point, In all of my brain gymnastics, I truly think I've discovered a person's desires and common behaviors. Some of you guys may think, uh, but Kimir, we are people and we are always evolving and we are always changing. We are never the same. Mm -hmm. It is this exact understanding that gets me trouble. Why? I may have drawn a conclusion, yes, my Sherlock Holmes moment, but my conclusions do not always apply to every situation. 
Mm -hmm. Fast forward. We can draw conclusions all day long. And the challenge becomes, instead of drawing conclusions, do we present those circumstances or those experiences to God and ask him for the answer or direction? Take a step back and think through and pray through and asking God, what are you asking of me in a situation? What direction do I need to take for myself and my family? And I'll tell you what, when we do this, we won't be plagued with as much fear and uncertainty because we put it at his feet and we ask him for his wisdom instead of our own. I like to say it actually does lead into the tools and tips. How do we deal with anxiety, anger, and depression? The counselor Beth's response was that these emotions are given to us by God to turn to him for the answers. And I will say this, that God is not timid in answering questions or being sought after. He wants us to allow him to draw the conclusions versus our own. Remember that you cannot control all things. This is hard, I'll be honest. Which is write down the things that you cannot control and then pray through them. When you do this, you place the responsibility back on God. He knows and he does care. Bev, she added a little more. She had a little extra little seasoning to what I was saying. And she also included by focusing our thoughts on gratitude through prayer, as well as moving toward a solution. Anger is the secondary emotion. Spend time instead discovering what the root cause of your emotion is. Practice mindfulness. Do not judge your feelings or emotions as right or wrong. I do this all the time. Then identify behaviors that foster peace. Praying, practicing gratitude, moving, physical movement that does a lot. It does a lot. Move that body, shake a little, move, move. I'm getting carried away. Focus yourself on healthy self-care by using the six F's. These items are faith, fellowship, fitness, food, healthy food, not crappy food, healthy food, fun. Sometimes we just need to laugh. And the last one in all that is family, good family dynamics. You have to work through it. How do we do it? Apply and reapply all the previous tips. We are not quite done yet with our cliff notes. Yes, we did highlight all the main episodes, but I want to share once more the tools and tips from our wonderful interviews. Our interviews are always jam-packed with great information. I wish I could say that I heard something once and I was able to apply it right away or that I didn't need to hear it again to make sure I got it right. Yes, 
Sometimes that repeat is good. That's why before each highlight, we provide the episode number and title. Feel free to go back and listen once more. You might catch something new during the repeat. As I stated, I love me some repeats. With this being the case, please come back next week for our tools and tips highlights.